The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. The Pure Hoops Podcast is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. The Pure Hoops Podcast most definitely does reflect the views of our management. Here's three-time NBA champ BJ Armstrong and Eric Newman. Pure Hoops Podcast, it is NBA playoff time. BJ Armstrong, Eric Newman, before we dive into the NBA playoffs, BJ, we talked about it a bit on Thursday, uh, just so we have it for the show. How special was watching Steph Curry and the Warriors against LeBron James and the Lakers go at it in that play-in game? Well, the, 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 the magnitude of the game, the significance of the game, it, it was great viewership, for sure, for the fans. And a one-game elimination game is always great. There's a lot of drama. There was a lot of ebbs and flows. If you were a Laker fan, you were really concerned. Steph Curry was playing like Steph Curry. And then suddenly, late in the game, the the Lakers turned things around. So, what a great game. And I thought Golden State was going to pull it out. And big-time shot by uh, LeBron. And it it really was a great, great game. And it just really showed you – you know, what these playing games can mean. And uh, the ratings had to be fantastic, very competitive. And I'm looking forward to watching Golden State play tonight against Memphis. I think this is going to be a, a tough game as well for them because Memphis seems like they're ready. So, but overall, I, I thought all of the games have been very interesting to watch because all in every game thus far, the home team has won. So we can say now, Eric, that home court advantage is back. We can say that. Still matters. And, Play, and playing, playing for home court matters. Yeah, the, you know, the bubble was the bubble, but home court is back. And so, you know, we'll see if, if Golden State can hold par. But, you know, every game the home team has won. So it's been interesting to watch. By the time you hear this, the Golden State Memphis winner uh, will be decided. Um, I'm going with the Warriors, not just because they're at home, but uh, I don't see Steph Curry not being able to get them to the postseason as much as I respect the Memphis Grizzlies and would love to see John Morant and co. in the playoffs. But let's uh, let's jump right in here, BJ. I want to get... Uh, I want to I want to get some some quick thoughts on each of these series. I want to move quickly, uh, not so much at a seven seconds or less pace, but definitely quicker than um, some of the uh, old school offenses we played in the past. So, um, you know, a couple of ball reversals and a, and a really good quality shot. Absolutely, in each we're going to operate outside. in like let's say fifteen seconds or less. Okay, that's that's fair. That's fair. Um, Let's stay in the West to start. The two-seeded Suns, the seven-seeded Lakers. Wow. Uh, in your mind, right off the bat, keys to this series. 
the keys to this series. I think that the, the key is the ability for the Phoenix Suns to contain, match up with Anthony Davis. It's very obvious to me watching the Lakers this year, this season, even dating back to last season, that as much as we want to say Anthony Davis is a power forward, he's really a center. He's a center. And yeah. watching and key, him play. And, the, and let me just say, the key, one of the key moves in the game against the Warriors was taking out Drummond and moving AD to the five. Yeah, absolutely. Back Anthony to you. Anthony Davis is a, is a center. And watching Draymond Green defend Anthony Davis and then watching Anthony Davis find his rhythm when Draymond wasn't guarding him. He's he's a totally different player. So he's way he he's a seven footer who's comfortable playing against seven footers. He's not comfortable playing against six eight, six nine guys who have the same foot speed or maybe the same amount of quickness as him. So I think the key for the for the Phoenix Suns is the following is DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton is very capable of playing against other bigs. You know, Rudy Gobert, Jokic, Joel Embiid. You know, bigs like to play against other bigs. Now, what are you going to do when Anthony Davis slides over to the five position? That, to me, is the key. So I think Coach uh, Monty Williams and staff will have to figure out how to be able to contain Anthony Davis because I think, the Lakers are going to go strictly now with Anthony Davis at the five. They have to. Do you think now, they'll? Do you think they'll change the starting lineup or just the? I don't think they'll the change the lineup, but I think they'll have a very short lease. Because think about it: the Lakers have to go the entire playoffs on the road. So, you know, going down 0-2. At some point, you're going to go down 0-3. <laughs> so, uh, at some point, you're 0-2, you're going to go down 0-3 or 3-1, okay? So, the the Lakers don't have much wiggle room here. So, I think every game will be magnified. They will be putting a lot of emphasis on trying to steal one of the first two games that they'll play on the road in every series. And I think the coaches will coach with a certain amount of desperation, of not wanting to be down 0-2 and have that kind oh, of – Oh, yeah. Lakers, yeah. Lakers got to go get one, one of the they first gotta go one. They got to go get one. So, I, I don't think Coach Vogel is going to have the same amount of uh, leash that mm-hmm. he would normally have. I think he's going to be have a quick leash on, on all of this. And, you know, I see Anthony Davis moving over to the five very quickly. And and I so I think the the key to this series is what can the Suns do to contain Anthony Davis when he slides over at the five. Game one, Sunday, twelve thirty Pacific, three thirty Eastern. That's a great game to have a, a nice, healthy brunch and a nice coffee on a Sunday oh. on the West Coast. Oh, that sounds that, that sounds great. great. That sounds that great. Great Wizards Sixers at ten a.m., which is. Uh, a, a gift. Forget forget football in the morning. NBA playoffs in the morning. You see oh. this smile. Um, you know y- your keys to the series kind of fit in with both uh, an X factor. You're talking about Aiton. 
you're talking about Anthony Davis. Is there a specific matchup that you've got your eye on other than AD and, and potentially? Yeah, AD? I, I do. I do. So the matchup I'm looking I'm looking for is the point guard position for the Lakers. And the Lakers did something in their last game against Steph Curry that I thought was not that hasn't been talked about enough this week is the following. You know, Alex Caruso finished the game for the Lakers in a must-win game with the Golden State Warriors. Played really well. Yeah, and that to me is a very significant move because very rare very rarely will you have a your backup finish the game, you know, over Dennis Schroeder, who I'm presuming, and maybe, maybe, you know, I shouldn't be presuming that the Lakers, they hold, you know, they hold Schroeder in high regard. When he was out for a while, they kept saying when Schroeder gets back, and then suddenly Alex Caruso was finishing the game. Now, the reason I'm pointing this matchup out is because just a year ago, not even a year ago, know Chris Paul and Dennis Schroeder were teammates yep so there's a familiarity with these two and you know Chris Paul is Chris Paul and I'm really interested to see how they're going to contain Chris Paul because we know the history between Chris Paul and Rondo we know that's highly contested we know both players what they do in the playoffs they're both terrific players, savvy now, veterans. Rondo now, of course, on the Clippers, but we know that yes. history from the past. And, and we know that, uh, you know, Rondo was huge for the Lakers last yeah, year. Absolutely. The absolutely. That, and that's Sh- what I'm going. Shooter. So now, yeah. yep. so now this puts Caruso in a different, you know, perspective. And now Dennis Schroeder hasn't accomplished what Rondo did a year ago. Rondo was key for the Lakers in the playoffs. He was key. Huge. So I'm watching this because if Chris Paul gets going and Chris Paul, who to me has an advantage over Caruso and Schroeder, if he really gets going, what is that going to do? What is that going to do for the the Lakers, right? That's going to put them – that's going to put a mismatch somewhere on the floor. Because they're going to need shooters. They're going to need LeBron James to be a scorer now. He can't just be a facilitator and all those things like he normally does during the regular season. And that's what made Rondo so critical because now LeBron James could slide over to the three or four or wherever they needed him. And suddenly he goes from leading the league in assists during the regular season to a 30-point scorer in the playoffs. So I'm looking at that point guard position. In particular, who can match up with Chris Paul and how they're going to defend Chris Paul? Because you can't just put anybody on Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jay Crowder is uh, you know he's a veteran. He's going to do what Jay Crowder does, right? He's yeah. going to bump and, and, and grind. And, 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 and Mikhail Bridges is a is a capable yes. wing on that team too. Yes. So I like I like this team. I, li- I like Phoenix. I think this is a great experience for them. You know, it's interesting. They will be the number two seed, and they could be literally, <laughs> you know, they, they the underdog. underdog in, they dog, are an underdog the, as uh, the two seed. As the two seed. And so we'll see. But that's the that's to me, that's the critical matchup. And the reason it's so critical is because 
You know, you need tempo setters. You need people who can set the tempo, who can control the tempo of the game. Chris Paul is a master at that. And this mm-hmm. is going to put a, a tremendous amount of pressure on Schroeder and Caruso. And if Chris Paul is able to do what Chris Paul does and what we come to expect, this could be a huge advantage for the Lakers and really put a – I mean, LeBron already has a lot of stress on him, but it could it's put huge a advantage, tremendous Huge of, advantage for the Suns. For, for the, the Suns, Suns. yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, a huge advantage for the Suns. And I think this just puts another thing on LeBron's plate to – in addition to having to score 30 points – He's going to have to figure out how to control the tempo because Chris Paul is going to do that. So I'm interested to see how those guys will match that energy when, uh, you know, the playoffs begin. Do me a favor. Just tilt your screen down a little bit just because you're – or or just sit up like that, one or the other. Yeah, there you go. Um, So now we got to do that whole thing again. Just kidding. Um, Putting you on the spot, um, who, who moves on, who goes home? This is a tough one. This it it, it really is. I, I'm going to I'm, I always say in a seven game series the better player should win, and the better players clearly. And and, they, and look, there's some terrific players. Devin Booker's a terrific player, all star. Chris Paul, all star. But LeBron James and Anthony Davis, they, look, they they are without question top five players in the NBA. So I'm going to say the Lakers, but I will not. I would not be shocked at all if Phoenix wins this series and wins it quickly. I think Phoenix Ooh, Yeah, interesting. I, I Yeah, I I I really feel the longer the series goes, it will favor the Lakers. Just Agreed. because of the experience. You know, they they Phoenix, have experience. Phoenix to me Phoenix excuse me, Phoenix must hold home court. Yeah, fe- in the first but two if games. Phoenix gets rolling. It starts feeling good about themselves. Yeah. yeah. I think this I, – and then I, I, I just think this team – because the Lakers don't play with a lot of energy. The Lakers yeah. won't beat you on energy, right? It's not like right. they play and they're just going to overwhelm you because now they can steamroll you with, like, you know, you know their first team, their second team, and then – no, they, they can't do that. The Lakers, you know, they're the Lakers. They they, they take your shot. They kind of keep the game close. LeBron will stretch a lead from six to 12 points. Anthony mm-hmm. Davis will. And then, you know, they just kind of walk you down. You saw the Golden State Warriors get to a 12-point lead a couple times came in out, that league. Came out on them quick. Lakers and they just couldn't. Like they that. just couldn't. Yeah. And so yeah. I think if. If you can get the Lakers down and force them to utilize energy, right? Pick LeBron James up full court. Make the game a faster game than what the Lakers want to play. And if the mm-hmm. Lakers have to get down, now they have to expend energy they really don't want to expend. They have to, they have to extend their defense. I think the Phoenix Suns could put this away like in five, five games. Well, they would need to. Game five would yeah, be I just Phoenix. Think, but, yeah, I just think – so the the longer this thing goes, I think LeBron can impose his will. Anthony Davis can impose his will, and then before you know it, a game seven. Even though it's in Phoenix, yeah, the the Lakers can go now. Sure. So I I I, I but I would not be surprised. I'm going to pick the Lakers, but I'm like, eh. I'm, I'm like, eh. 
I don't know about this one. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, my final two thoughts are: you have the LeBron AD combo on one side, you have the Paul Booker combo on the other side. Then you've got all these key role players that you know. That's going to really determine uh, a lot of how this series goes. There's a tremendous amount of pressure on that Laker backcourt from a defensive standpoint, along with how they're going to play these endless pick and rolls, and. You know, you know when you just know, like it's 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 time for a team or a player to take that next step and and just get 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 what's been lingering on his back or get that get that weight off of him. And I just feel like Chris Paul, like there's got to be a breakthrough at some point with this guy. And well, yeah, it, it, this, I mean, this could be it. But I, right now, I'm 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 picking the Lakers. Well, I think this is a, this is a great moment for him. Yeah, this is, is a moment for it him. Is. It this is. is a moment. I think this is, you know, arguably his best team that he's had in the playoffs. You know, James Harden. Uh, he won, he won 65 been, games. He won 65 games with those Rockets teams, and they were one win from the finals. And then he Yeah, I mean, uh, look, yeah. James Harden is arguably the best player he's played with, but I said this yeah. is arguably his team. best team. Yep, yep. yep. You know, they, they have depth. They have role players. You know, they, 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 you know. Arguably the the coach of the year, mm-hmm. and I just think this is a great situation for him. You know, just skipping around a little bit, the 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 team I'm most concerned with is the number one seed, especially if the Warriors win. Well, well let's 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 go there right now. Yeah, um, let's let's go. I've there. got I've got the Lakers in a in a uh, tightly contested um, six game series. I think I, I agree with that. That's what I was going to say. 4 yeah. 2. You tight know what I want to see? You know what I want to see? I want to see this series tied at two with game five in Phoenix and see who steps up and wins the game. That's what I want right. to see. Right. That's what I want to see. Right. And if right. I have to pick who's going to win a best of three, even though they don't have home court advantage, you still got to bet on LeBron James. But I want to see that situation. So, um, no disrespect to the Grizzlies. I'm just not going to pick against Steph Curry. So we're going to talk about I'm picking jazz. the Grizzlies. Just not that you asked that, but I'm picking oh. the Grizzlies right now tonight. I'm going with the Grizzlies. So I'm going so I, I'm going, tense, I'm, so I'm, I'm going record, with the Grizzlies and here's why. Here's my here's okay. my here's my theory. You think you think Steph's you think Steph's out of gas? No. Emotionally, that was an emotional game there in LA. Mhm. There was a lot of emphasis on that game from both teams to win that game. Yep. It wasn't like a game. Well, we we got a chance to win it. No. And that was, let's that was take, we're leaving it all no, out we, here. To win know, the we're game. Le- we're, they, they play. They, both of those teams played a forty-eight minute game. Mm-hmm. And emotionally, you know, Eric, you know how you play a game and you have some emotion in the game. Emotionally, it wears you out. That's what that's what I love about the NBA. Is because the NBA, you have so many games, you can't be emotional like you can do in college. You can't get emotionally involved in the game. But when you do get emotionally involved in the game, it's normally in a game five, six, and seven. And the Warriors were emotionally involved involved in this game this last game so i could see them have an emotional letdown in this game i can i can see it and and 
This is a young team. And they this is their third play-in game already. Going dating back to last year. This is their third game, right? They they, they lose, I believe, to Portland last year. Then, you know, they, they win against San Antonio, and now they're coming here. So this team, even though they're young, they don't want to go home. And they played the Warriors last week, even for a good stretch of that game. So I think this team is ready, Memphis. And I and I if you, if you're asking me, I'm going with I'm going with Memphis. I think Memphis is ready. I think they're hungry. This kid John Morant is he's he's a problem. He's he's young. He's athletic. Uh, it's not that I don't think Steph is going to have a great game. I just think. He, there was a lot of emotion out there on that floor. And that's and that's hard. It's a it's hard to generate that level of emotion and that much energy back to back to back. And you're and knowing that you could be out. So I think they will have it. But you know, this is let this is what, 48 hour turnaround? Yep. One day and off. so I, I, I think I think in a game like this, I think it favors Memphis. And look, Steph is Steph, but if if you're asking me, I'm I'm going to favor the Memphis Grizzlies uh, here this evening. Okay. Well, by the time anybody hears this, this game will be over. Um, so, whether it's Memphis and Utah, Golden State and Utah, do you have some concerns? About I, I got major concerns. Utah. I got major. I got major concern, especially share if it's them. Golden State. Share them, my friend. Share them. Major concerns if it's Golden State because Golden State is a matchup nightmare for the Utah Jazz because now you're going to have Rudy Gobert, which is perhaps the best rim protector currently now in the NBA, having to defend screen roll a minimum of 50 times from every angle on the court versus Steph Curry. That's a bad matchup. <laughs> That's just bad. Brutal. That's just bad. It doesn't matter how – you can't not, not play Rudy Gobert. So yep. Rudy Gobert has to play, right? You, yep. If you're Quinn Snyder, you can't say, well, the, it's a bad matchup for perhaps the defensive player of the year. Don't do what Avery Johnson did in 2007 and change your lineup because of the We Believe Warriors. You have to stick with what you do well. Now, have to. So now Rudy Gobert is going no, to have to step and out. Quickly, quickly, no disrespect to Avery Johnson. That's just what happened. Yeah. Anyway. So now if so now Rudy Gobert is going to have to step out and do one or two things. Either switch, advantage Warriors, double team, advantage Warriors. Or ask your defender, whoever that may be, to get through. Advantage Warriors. At a minimum of 50 times. So, more or less, you're just playing catch-up the entire game. Because you know the Warriors are going to run every screen roll from every angle possible with Rudy Gobert involved. Yep. 
And yeah. a lot of that will be, and a lot of that action will be, of course, instigated by Draymond Green. Yes, and and it's just, him, this is him a, running, uh, him running around, dribble handoffs, screen and rolls, and all else they do. Now uh, on and off the ball. Now John Morant, because of his ability to attack the basket, maybe Rudy Gobert has a better chance to meet him at the rim. Yeah. Maybe. And, 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 and that's an interesting change because Rudy Gobert also has to deal with Jonas Valanciunas, who is yes. having a so, so very, so very good so, season as a physical five-man in the paint. But either way, Rudy Gobert is going to have to do what has been the Achilles heel of the Utah Jazz for the last two or three years when they play the, the Portland Trailblazers, which is Damian Lillard, and... Jamal Murray last year, let's not forget, he mm-hmm. was exceptional because of what I'm saying here right now, which is the Utah Jazz have struggled defending screen roll because Rudy Gobert is more comfortable with rim protection like most bigs are. That, that, that's what makes small ball in these things unique It's because the bigs can't step out. So I think the playoffs, in particular, these guards, John Morant, and without question, Steph Curry, that's just awful for Rudy Gobert. And Rudy Gobert is the anchor of this defense. And if he is not anchoring the defense, that's going to spell trouble for the Utah Jazz. This is nothing against the Jazz. They're going to score. They're going to shoot. They're going to do what they do. But defensively, What's Rudy, what are you going to do with Rudy Gobert? What are you going to do? And I think this is going to be a problem for them because, you know, once you get done with that series, then you got to go to maybe, you know. Clippers or Mavericks is, Clippers, is the winner of that series. Mavericks. Yep. Then you got to go maybe, you know, Damian Lillard. So these guards are coming. But, mm-hmm. and Rudy Gobert, that's just not his. If there's one thing he doesn't do well, that's the one thing. And everyone in the league knows it, and I think everyone will exploit it. And if you want to win, you have to be able to defend screen roll. Nailed it. Nailed it. A um, couple of other things. Are Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley playoff ready with injuries? And, you know, one thing that the Jazz do have going is not only do they have home court advantage – their arena will likely have the largest crowd as capacities uh, start to gradually increase in the playoffs. And you've played in Utah, of course, as of many people I've spoken to about uh, that venue. And uh, that is a home court advantage uh, for sure in Utah. So hard to say, uh, make a prediction here. I don't see the Jazz uh, losing to either of these opponents. But if the Warriors get there, uh, that's going to be a seven-game thriller that I think Utah figures out how to win on their home floor. But um, I also won't bet against Steph Curry at all, which is why I've got the Warriors over the Grizzlies to get there. So we'll <laughs> see how that goes, my friend. Um, Denver Nuggets. Portland Trailblazers. Mr. MVP. This, Mr. This, MVP. And, Jokic. And, and I, I, I'm going to start off by saying... As well as the Nuggets have played without Jamal Murray, I feel like this matchup is going to be very dangerous for them. Um, let me uh, throw it to you first. Um, keys to the series first from the Denver side. 
Well, the big key is is the following. We just alluded in the in, in, in the last segment about Rudy Gobert's ability to defend screen role. Mr. Jokic has the same issue. He has the same issue. Now, we know that the Portland Trailblazers have two exceptional guards who can play in screen role. You know, C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard. So, going into this series, they know that they can play screen role against the Phoenix, I mean, against the Denver, the Denver Nuggets, Nuggets and get up a shot. And the Nuggets are going to have to make a decision. Now, you know, they added, they added um, JaVale Aaron McGee. Gordon and yeah. JaVale McGee. In, in the trade. And for the most part, they've been playing Paul Millsap at the five. And Jamichael Green at the four. Now, so you're saying maybe, when Joker's out of the game? When Joker's out of the game. Yep. So maybe Coach Malone has been prepping this team all along, knowing that he's going to need in the playoffs to be able to defend screen roll against these guards. Because you got if you have a guard who plays downhill, that's a huge advantage for you. So I'm looking to see how they're going to defend screen roll. How are they going to do it? Are they going to go zone? Are they going to go big? Are they going to go small? Switch? However they're going to defend screen roll because, okay, it's possible that Dame may have an all-shooting night, but it's highly unlikely that both of those guards are going to be off on the same game. <laughs> okay? Yep. And, and, and both of them are very capable. So Joker is going to do what Joker does. He's going to have 20... 10, you just don't want the guy to get 40 and, and 15 or whatever he's capable of doing. But I'm looking to see how they're going to defend screen roll because that will determine how effective, you know, Damian Lillard's going to be and how effective, you know, CJ. the Joker. No, no, the Joker. Oh, Joker. Joker defensively. Yep. Defensively, yep. right? Because – both of those guys not only have to play well offensively, which we expect both of them to play well offensively, but both of them are going to have to have exceptional leadership, right? Damian Lillard is going to have to be able to take advantage of that screen roll situation, and Joker is going to have to be better than average versus screen roll. And whoever does that best will win this series because mm. both will have – They'll have a significant amount of opportunities to attack screen roll if you're Damian Lillard and to defend screen roll if you're the Joker. And Joker has to figure out how to be better than average versus those two. Because I can tell you what the plays are going to be. Attack him. Make him work for every single thing. For if he's going to play forty-eight minutes, he will be involved in every play on both sides of the of, on both sides. And if he can push them off of screen roll, or they can find a scheme that works, or find a group that works, that team will have an advantage because I think both of them know how to attack each other's weakness. Now, I don't see Denver having a problem scoring. I don't see Denver having a problem running their offense. 
I think Denver has depth. Uh, uh, Aaron Gordon, you know, Carmelo, I like that matchup. I, I like the matchups all the way around. The only one I don't like is what's what's Joker going to do when they come at him? What's he going to do? Yeah, no, it's a great point. Uh, one thing that I think shouldn't get lost with Portland is as great as uh, we expect CJ and Dame to be, um, they've got three other guys on that team that can give you 20. Nurkic, Powell, Carmelo Anthony. They've got depth. Um, they beat Denver in game seven in Denver two years ago to get to the Western Conference Finals. And I just feel like, I was saying before with you know teams or players breaking through, the way this bracket fell, um, and because of the fact that Jamal Murray is out for these playoffs, and as well as Denver has played, and as great as Joker has been, and Mike Malone, I, I think has, has – we have so many great coaching jobs this season, but Mike Malone's got to be up there in the conversation. He's just done an unbelievable job. Something tells me this is Portland's time to, to make a run, and they are really dangerous. So I've got, uh, I've got Portland in six here. I, I just – I just I like the depth, and you make great points about the pick and roll. And as great as Joker is, um, you know, Joker could score forty every game. And if you can shut down that supporting cast um, and put a lot of pressure on him defensively, I, I think Portland's got a chance to advance here. So I like I like the Blazers. Putting you on the spot, who do you like? I like the Nuggets. I'm going to okay. go with the Nuggets. I, okay. I, I I like the Nuggets. Just because I think the game will slow down, and and I and I and I have to give Joker credit, right? You know, I just want to say this. You know, this guy's been he's been incredibly consistent all year. I mean, he's played every game. He's been available to his team every game, but most importantly, they've continued to win in spite of the injuries that they've had. And that one injury to Jamal Murray was a significant injury. That yep. was a, I mean, that was a devastating injury. So, you know, at first yeah, I thought, and, oh, okay, they and, had a good and, week. And, and, and also let's not forget how Michael Porter Jr. has, has emerged. Yeah, that's and, what I'm he, saying. He's I, here. I, he's here. Yeah. But, you know, yep. So I, I think Joker has been adjusting all season. And this guy's a pressure player. And... I just think Denver, in particular, Joker, has the ability to adjust. Now, if the if 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 Portland is not shooting well, what are they going to go to? They're not going to run the offense through someone else. They're just going to come back and say we didn't shoot well, and and they'll go. And they'll, they'll just come back and, and keep taking the same shot. They're just, just going to keep shooting. Yeah, They're exactly. going to keep shooting. Exactly. Now, now Joker, you can move him around on the court a little bit. Sure. And then the X factor is. Michael Porter. Yep. Michael Porter you is a very, very capable player. And if Michael Porter is playing at 25 or night, I don't see any way that Portland can beat them. There you go. So I, I, I think I think I I think it's I, I, I just I like the versatility of Joker. You can put him in a lot of different places. You can I mean the the, the guy is the guy is he's just He's he's he, he I just call him I I don't know I just like I think I like Santa he's the most charming player in the NBA <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I love saying that about I him love he that. Just, I love he's that. just you know he just 
plays at his own speed. You know, it does everything kind of like, you know, sh- shoots off the wrong foot. He posts up a little bit, pick and pop a little bit, rebounds, pushes the break a little bit, plays from the pinch post. I mean, the guy just does it all. And yep. he's moving so slow. You, you, I keep wondering, how's he getting around people? But, you know, I, I think it's going to be a great series. Dame is going to have something to say about it. And I'm really excited for this because, you know, look, you know, you know, Dame's a big-time player. So, you know, as much as you don't like to go against Steph Curry, you know, Dame Dame keeps showing up in big moments. So I, I, yeah. I, I'm I, hoping for a very competitive series. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick, if you're asking me, I'm going to pick the Denver Nuggets. Saturday night. Uh, game one, the late game, 7.30 Pacific, 10.30 Eastern, following Boston and Brooklyn. Portland and Denver will start their series. Final series in the West, very intriguing matchup. A rematch from the bubble last year, the four-seeded Clippers. Many think they uh, strategically wanted to be at four, away from the Lakers in the bracket, but I'm not speculating. Against the five-seeded Dallas Mavericks, and let's credit the Mavericks for getting themselves out of the play-in situation up to the five-seed. Um, the Clippers were playing really well, whether or not it was from rest or taking their foot off the gas a little bit. They um, didn't end the year uh, red hot. They're waiting for Serge Ibaka to get back. Rondo and Boogie have given them a great lift. We're not exactly sure how Kawhi Leonard is feeling, but it's playoff time and he will be out there. BJ keys to the series Clippers Mavericks. The LA Clippers have, I only have to really say one thing about the Clippers. I don't even think it's a key for them. Say it. It's either win or go home. There, look, Rondo. This is it. Rondo is Rondo. Serge Ibaka has won a championship. Kawhi Leonard won a championship. They have depth. They've got shooting. They have, you know, Patrick Beverly sitting over there. They have Boogie as the third center. Mm-hmm. Luke Kennard. Paul George. Playoff P. We got all of these things going. Win or go home. That's it. Now, last year in the bubble, hey, it was the bubble. All right. All of the ingredients are there. So I'm not like, okay, what's the, what's the, what's the, like, those guys are veterans. They all know what they got to do. They got to show up. They, 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 with Rondo on the team now, and Serge Ibaka on the team now. We don't have to depend on Paul George to be even good for them to win the game. Because last year, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard both have to be better than average for them to win. Because they they handled the ball, they initiated the ball, they had to score the ball, they had to guard Luka Doncic, they had to guard LeBron James. Now... Rondo is going to take some of those big shots. I expect Serge Ibaka to take some of those shots. I think is is that Marcus? I got, I get the Morris twins mixed up. What, they got one of the Morris twins. Marcus Morris. Marcus is yeah, over they've there. They've got plenty of firepower. They have Rondo all the, the ingredients. Yep. Now, either they're going to do it or let's go home. Because Rondo was a huge addition. You know, I like Boogie. I love Boogie, but I don't. I'm not sure how much he will or will not play. 
but it's nice to have him there just in case. But I expect Rondo to bring them to the fight. And I know one thing about Rondo. He's not going away easily. So no. I, I, either they're going to win it this year and sweep through the playoffs or we're just going to be talking about coulda, woulda, shoulda, oughta. They, they, there's no key for them. Perform. Get I, it I, I'm putting I'm, the, the P, the playoff P for me stands for performance. It's time. It's time because last year they let, me, they let us all down because all of us wanted to see the Lakers and the Clippers. Yep. And we could still get it this year, but it's going to be mighty difficult. But the way the bracket lined up, it's, uh, it's, it's waiting to happen. I think the, uh, the Mavericks are going to push them. Uh, Luka is beyond special. Their role players, I think, have surprised us. Obviously, to me, in this series, the matchup to watch is, uh, is Kristaps Porzingis and whether or not he can be that consistent number two and how the Clippers uh, choose to defend that. So, um, is key there. Uh, I like the Clippers in six. I like the Clippers in six. Rick Carlisle has instilled a lot of confidence in this team, and they're going to be tough to deal with, but I like the Clippers in six. You know, I, I, look, Luka is, is a special offensive player, no doubt about it. But I, I, I've been saying this for – for some time and I want to I want to say it again is because I love it when players reach their full potential. Luka Doncic is a, he is and will be an incredible offensive player for many years to come because of his ability to get to spaces on the floor. He's not the fastest guy, but he has a big enough body to where he can take and play through contact, which gives you a huge advantage. Yep. It's going to be very difficult for the Dallas Mavericks to win, though, until Luka can figure out which position he can defend best. And I don't care which yeah, one no, he does. No, I've been no, saying that. We, we, we've talked about this. This has been. I, this I've is been one saying our... this. You know, like, like Luka Doncic is an incredible offensive player, and I don't want to mistake like, oh, no, he's an incredible offensive player. But if, if you're going to win with Luka Doncic being your best player, you're going to have to figure out. Which position he can defend? I don't care which one, because he is big enough to de probably defend four of them because of his size. If he wants to defend the one, just be respectable. If he wants to defend the two, be respectable there. The three, and he probably can do the four because of his size and his strength mm -hmm. in today's game. That, to me, will determine how you build a team around him. Agreed. Because right now... Right now, think about this now. Think about this. Porzingis, when he was in New York, he kept saying he only wanted to play the four. He didn't want to play the five. Now, he is a starting five for the Dallas Mavericks. What happened? The game kept, the game kept evolving that way. Okay. The, what happened is... is he can't do the dirty work at the four. So we have to give him an advantage at the five. Because we don't know which position that perhaps their two best players can defend. Is Porzingis a better five defender right. or a four defender? And we don't even know which one 
Luka Doncic can defend yet. So give the coaching staff credit, give those players credit for playing, but if they're going to make a serious run because Luka Doncic is going to command, he had, he's that level of talent. He's a top five talent now. He's an MVP caliber player. He's got to figure out which one they can defend with so that they can build the other players around him. It's key for them. Now, Luka is capable of winning a game. He's capable of winning a game. He'll probably win a game or two in this series just by himself. But you got to be able to grind a series out for four games and that's going to require you to play on the other side of the ball. Yeah. They're, they're and that's going to that's they're, always they're going not, to be tough for them. And they're not they're not, they're, they're not ready to do that yet They're not ready Clippers to do that team. yet. No. And and, and, no. and that so I want to see Luka reach his potential. I want to see Luka be the best version of himself. I want to see Luka be that player. But in order to be that player because offensively he is a special talent. <laughs> okay? He can he's more or less a point guard. Well, he's not more or less. He is a point guard. Anyone that handles the ball that much, you, you're a point guard. He handles the ball over 80% of the time or more for the for the Dallas Mavericks. Yep. So if he's going to be a point guard on the offensive end, we got to figure out how to either defend that position or defend a position so that we can build the other team around because you can't win in this league without being respectable on the other end. If you're going to do it consistently, okay, that that that's the key for him. So give Rick Carlisle and these guys credit because they were struggling for some parts during the season. They give were. those guys credit, you know. And now they they've got Porzingis playing the five, which to me it's it always brings a little chuckle because you know he was adamant about not playing the five <laughs> in New York, but they're doing what they got to do. And I, I, I'm, I'm going to go five games here. I think that I think the Clippers. <laughs> that's, that's, the, the, you were you were con- you're, you were convincing me to switch mine to five. And yeah, and I, I'm 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 you. going with the Clippers in five. I think the Clippers, I think the Clippers can win these first two at home. I think they will split down there, and because of the desperation, I think they close it out in five. I, that's what I think they do. That's how I think that plays out. So literally right now, getting a text message. We had uh, we had uh, Big Perk in studio yesterday doing a playoff special with Matt and Stack. I literally just got a text message from from Gina, who works with us and works with a lot of players and works with Perk. And uh, text is Perk just called. He's got to switch his pick. He's going Clippers and seven. <laughs> As we're having this conversation, that's hilarious. Hilarious. Um, literally talking about this series with BJ right now. We're going Clippers in five. Eric and BJ are going Clippers in five. Perk can keep his in seven. Um, Eastern Conference. Uh, we went from seven seconds or less to Pete Carrill's Princeton offense, by the way. With, yes. With a, with a two-minute shot clock. <laughs> Let's go quick here because as much as I respect what the Washington Wizards have done to get here, um, the Philadelphia 76ers are ready for a deep playoff run. They're looking for their first NBA title since 1983. Four, four, four with Moses and Dr. J. BJ, 
Um, how are you feeling about the Sixers? And uh, how quickly can they get through this first round series against the Wizards? I, I'm, feel, I'm feeling good about the Sixers. I'm feeling good about them. I think they're rested. I think that's great for Joel Embiid. I think that's great for Ben Simmons, potential defensive player of the year. I'm looking for them in. I'm looking for them in five. Five. I'm with it. I think Beal and Russ definitely get a game, and they yeah, they make I, I, they make I, I, a I couple of these five. games close. I think it's yeah, five. I, yeah. I think it's five. Um, is there anything that worries you defensively for Philly, knowing that they've got? They've, I mean, obviously, no, Beal's I, I, with I, the hamstring. I, no, I, I'm not. I, I think you know, Bill. Obviously, look, you know, he's got to be a hundred percent, and without question, every player right, every player right now has something going on. Yep. And Bradley Beal's no exception. But he's he's going to play through it, so he's going to play, so he's going to be out there. But, you know, Russell's game is about attacking the basket, and Joel Embiid is a shot blocker. And I think if you put Ben Simmons on Russell Westbrook during parts of the game, he just can't run through Ben Simmons like he does most of the other guards that, that defend him. So... You know, I, I think that will cause some problems. You know, Russell hasn't been shooting the ball well from the perimeter, not to say that he, he, he can't do it. So I think that's going to hamper their ability to do what they do, which is allow Russell to just create havoc. You know, I think they have big enough athletes in Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons to counter the athleticism of Russell Westbrook, right? Russell Westbrook is only 6'4", compared to Ben Simmons, who's 6'10", and, and Joel Embiid, who's 7 feet. So... I think the athleticism, they can match that. And, you know, those, those guys can, you know, I don't know if they have anyone to match up. I don't know if anyone has anyone to match up with Joel Embiid once he gets on the post and gets going. So uh, I, I expect them to finish this, come out well. Doc Rivers will have them ready to play. And, yep. um, you know, I, I think Philadelphia is in good position right now. Philly in five. On the same side of that bracket, they get the winner of what I think is an extremely intriguing series. I was hoping for Celtics-Knicks. Instead, we have Knicks and the Hawks. There are so many things to get into here, but I want to keep us moving here. Yeah. Um, contrasting styles, two hard-nosed, experienced coaches who have been in the trenches. Obviously, Tibbs didn't play in the league but he's had a hell of a journey as a head coach and an assistant coach and a defensive-oriented guy. And we know what Nate McMillan brings to the table, obviously, as a head coach and a veteran player. And 26-11 uh, and 11 record since he took over down right. the stretch. Uh, keys to this series, Knicks and Hawks. Well, I, 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 I beg to differ when they say this contrasting styles. I think when you think of the old Atlanta Hawks before Nate McMillan got there, I would agree. They were contrasting styles. Let me correct myself. Some contrasting personnel and talents. Nate Back McMillan is a grinder. And Nate McMillan and Tom Thibodeau, they've worked together, USA Basketball. They're, 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 I mean, Nate last year in the bubble was terrific with the Indiana. I mean, he had those guys playing. And Nate has this Atlanta Hawks team defending. That's why they're 26 and 11 since he's, he's taken over. I think they've really bought into what Nate is doing because, you know, what was different? Well, the, what was different was 
You know, if it's true, you take on the personality of your coach. Anyone who knows Nate, mm. Nate is a grinder. Nate will grind just as hard as Tom Thibodeau. Okay, so yep. th- th- these are going to be some tough games. These are going to be some hard-fought games. And if the Atlanta Hawks, who I think are a better perimeter shooting team, right, with Gallinari, Trey Young, and, and Bogdanovich, Bogdanovich and all those guys, yep. they are a better perimeter shooting team. If they get out early and make shots and force the New York Knicks to play from behind, that probably will give them the edge. Make no doubt here, we will not be short on effort and energy, and we will get more second. We will get more effort and hustle plays in this series and probably the rest of the playoffs. So the New York Knicks, you know, I'm picking the Knicks just because I think the game is going to, you know, it's, it's going to slow down a little bit. And the Knicks have more physical players. You know, Julius Randle is a more physical player. Derrick Rose, I think, can be more physical at the guard position for them. Yep. R.J. Beard, Nerlens Noel, and Todd Gibson, I think those guys will grind here. But the athleticism, you know, Collins and Capella and all those guys. That's what I was about to say, BJ. That's athleticism, size, and I like athleticism. I like athleticism. I just know you're on the ground more than you're in the air. Yeah. And those guys will be grinding. So I'm going to go with the Knicks. I'm going to go with the Knicks. I'm going to go with the Knicks in six. I'm going to go with the Knicks in six. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes seven. But I'm going to go with the Knicks in six, because of the, this one this reason. The Knicks, I feel, will be able to get more loose balls and those fifty-fifty balls than the Atlanta than the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. Okay. 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 My Knicks. I think Alfred Payton and those guys will get all of those loose balls that potentially Trey Young doesn't know how to get yet. Got it. Bodanovich and those guys and Gallinari, I don't think they're going to stick their nose in there when there's a loose ball. <laughs> okay. Now, but if they get shoot, if they get to shooting it well and shooting it from, you know, it's going to be tough. Knicks and six. Great job by the Knicks. I mean, by the Atlanta Hawks. But I'm going with the Knicks. Feels so good to say the Knicks. So, so what's interesting about that is uh, they will have to – Close that series out in Atlanta. So I think if the Knicks win, they win in seven at home. Uh, Here's my Knicks concern. And Derek has been great. But he's going to have to be the second guy every night next to Randall, who gives him at least 20, if not more, because I don't know who that second guy will be otherwise. I like R.J. Barrett a lot, but... He's 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 not ready yet as the third guy, sure. Um, and I like Atlanta's depth, and they just have such a potential to explode offensively. So I'm going to take the Hawks in six oh, in a very I, I, exciting I, I, yeah. in a very exciting back and forth uh, first round series. Yeah, I I, I I I can't I can't argue that. You know, I I just think you know I'm 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 just going to stick with. 
with you know the toughness, the fifty fifty balls, and all of those yep. things. I just think the yep. Knicks are, are 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 a little tougher than this group. I think the Knicks are a little more seasoned than this group, and it's harder to win for a young team. It's hard to win for any team, but especially a younger team at home because you have more distractions at home. Interesting. And okay. So okay. the Atlanta distractions. Got it. Got it. Got it. And, 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 and just because when you're at home in the regular season, you win – you're at home for the most part fans familiarity so forth and so on on the road if you lose a game at home you got to hear about it (laughs) for about at least two or three days and i think that is a problem for this atlanta hawks team and 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 derrick rose in particular he's been through it todd gibson has been through it this Atlanta Hawks team, I don't know if anybody on their team has been in the playoffs yet. Um, Gallo, Gallo? Gallo, yes. Not Clint? Bogdanovich, not Collins. Clint Capella, yes. Not Trey yet. That's why they had Rondo, who's now not there. Am I forgetting somebody on the bench? So I, I just think I just think this team, the Atlanta no, Hawks. That's a, a great point. It's a great. I think point. this team is, you know, the, the playoffs are a little different. You know, like if they're shooting well, okay. So I, I will say this, and then we can move on. If the Atlanta Hawks aren't shooting well, I don't think they can win the game. The Knicks oh, aren't the shooting Hawks, well. If, yeah, the Knicks can grind it out. If the Hawks don't the Knicks shoot can well, grind it out. Things, and 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 that and, and and that's and that's and that to me that that that's that's the game. Now, is it possible for them to shoot well in the series? Absolutely. You know, they, they I am not saying they won't do that. But you know, this is the playoffs. You're going to make adjustments. You can you can stay home on shooters. And if Trey Young isn't shooting well, can he grind the game out? That's a that's a that's a good question for him right now. If the answer is yes, I think you're right, Eric. I really do, because I like their team. But right now, I don't think they they are a team that has shown the ability to grind out a game without them shooting. Let's move on. Brooklyn Nets, Boston Celtics. Oh man, Celtics. I'm gonna let you have this one. I heard your coach. I don't know what to say. I, I I don't know what to say. I don't even know how to interpret what was said there. Maybe oh, I just got the Perk, wrong. Perk, Perk was talking about it yesterday. I mean, I don't know what to say. I don't. I don't. I don't know how to. I don't. I don't know some things. I don't know how is to something look at off, anymore. or is he? It was I don't like know. A, a I don't. I have no idea. Attempted coyness. I I have no idea. I don't know. Maybe don't he know. knows something I don't know. So I I'm going to leave it alone. I don't. I mean. Here's the first thing I'm going to say about the Brooklyn Nets. Hats off to coaching staff and supporting cast, first and foremost, for just being able to adjust every night dependent on who was available from the stars on down. There's so much talent there. There's so much firepower there. Celtics are obviously uh, shorthanded. 
and they are not the defensive team they've been in, in years past. With all that being said, Jason Tatum and Kemba Walker have found a groove here at the right time, and this Celtics, well, there's a lot of young players on this team who have no experience like this in the playoffs, but Tristan Thompson, Marcus Smart, Kemba Walker, and Jason Tatum have all had some pretty good playoff experience, and they know how to turn games into grinds and street fights. Um, I want to see Kemba Walker and Kyrie Irving go at it. I want to see that matchup. I want to see Marcus Smart following James Harden all over the court. And Kevin Durant is one of the great scorers we've ever seen, but there's no way the Nets can put Kevin Durant on Jason Tatum. Why not? And oh, I just think it's 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 just a risk with uh, his gas tank and energy level. Um, now, if they want to say to KD, "Hey, your job in this series is to yeah score the ball, but also you're our main guy on Tatum." Um, and Kyrie and Harden, um, or the, the dominant offensive figures, that's interesting, but I don't know how you can go that route. So with all that being said, you still didn't say, why not? Like, okay. So if those guys, if you put all those guys on the floor. Yeah. Well, that's my question. How how is right. How is Brooklyn going to match up with the Celtics in your eyes? Well, if you have James Harden on the floor, you have Kyrie Kyrie on the floor. Joe Harris and your five. You have Joe Harris on the floor. You have and DeAndre. DeAndre or Blake, whoever they start at the five, and Kevin yep. Durant. Okay, if they go Marcus Smart, Kimba. Um, Fournier, Tatum, Fournier. Tristan. Yeah. Well, Check ball, I, let's go. Uh, I'd love Tatum's to see Tatum's got to guard KD. Uh, according yeah. to me, Tatum has to guard oh, KD. No, I'm not worried about Tatum guarding KD. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. And KD has to guard him. Right. I'm just very curious about, like, yeah, yeah, you know, there's still I think, I, I don't, I don't think anybody – I don't think anybody can I, – I, I don't, I don't yeah. think you – I think you have to go there. Like – You do? Absolutely. So, like, why not? Like, so KD is going to score – listen – KD is going to score 40 points on anybody. And Tatum has to score 40 points for this to be competitive. Okay, that's a 0-0. I like that. But you can't tell me. That's one thing I'm going to say about Mr. Durant. I've never seen Kevin Durant dodge a matchup. Great. I'm not saying he would. I'm saying strategically, you want to save his legs, you want to ease him into the playoffs. He, he, He has saved it. It's either now... Because if if they don't do it now, they're gonna be done. Like okay, they've they've already load managed and set out. All, it's time now. Now you gotta play. You gotta play. I just saw I just saw man, Tatum score fifty points the other night. You can't be saving legs now. You you. If you got to save legs now, you should you you should you should not be playing. Kevin Durant right now, say what you want to about him. I've never seen him dodge a matchup. Now, there's one thing about Kevin Durant. I I'm gonna say this. Kevin Durant, man, that kid there shows up at the run. If the run is at 7:30, now, 
Kevin Durant is going to be upset because I know he listens to everything. He's going to be upset. He's going to be upset with you. I'm going to tell you why he's going to be upset with you. Because you are saying that he can't guard. No, I didn't say that. Yeah, you did. You just said he got to no, save I him. No, I save didn't. him. What were we saying? Kevin Durant. George Gervin said it best. My what? best defense is my offense. There you go. I now, love that line. if you y'all go. telling me that Evan Fournier is going to guard Kevin Durant, hell no. What are you? What are you? What are you? What are you? What are you twisting my words for? No, I'm Jason not twisting Tatum, your words. I'm Jason just telling Tatum, you. I'm just Jason, telling you what you said. You might have not meant to say it, but I'm telling you what you said. You're not gonna put Tristan Thompson or the, the the landlord. What's the guy's name? What's the what's the kid name? Time Lord, the landlord, Time Lord, the Time Lord. <laughs> Y'all not gonna put the Time Lord? No, on no. Him. Oh, the Celtics Marcus Smart is he's a great defender. He can't guard. that dude is seven feet. Well, guess what though? When Tatum's not on him, and Hard, if Harden's out of the game, Smart's gonna guard him. There's not many other choices. Okay, Grant Williams. No, I'm just saying he cannot guard Kevin yeah. Durant now. Ke- and I, nobody, you, nobody okay. can guard. This Kevin is what Durant. I'm saying. Now, what KD, I was saying is no. What you said was now. What you said, I know what you might have intended, but mm-hmm. what you said is mm-hmm. you can't put Evan Evan Fournier cannot back it. I didn't say that. And I Jason Tatum, there's nobody on the Celtics team that could guard Kevin Durant. This Jason Tatum's going to take his best That's shot. That's a bad matchup for Jason Tatum. It Jay- is. What I'm so, saying is Tatum has been on fire. And Kevin Durant, yes, they've been saving him. That's fine. He, but it's not ideal for Kevin Durant to chase Jason Tatum all over the floor. That's all I was saying. Well, th- so, no, KD, uh, well, I, when and if you listen to this, and remember your security guy, Antoine, is my guy, so tell him I say what up. Okay? I did not say Durant cannot guard him. Well, you know. I am saying, do you want Durant chasing Tatum around? I want Durant chasing. I want Durant chasing Tatum because Tatum is not a guy who moves around the floor. Jason Tatum plays isolation basketball. Unless and maybe maybe on well, my well with their with their improved play, they've moved him around a bit more. But I get your point. Yeah. I, now, do I want him running around chasing Steph Curry? No. Do I want him running around chasing guys who? No. No. But, but I'm I'm interested to see if Brad Stevens, who obviously said what he said the other day, um, is in the lab and he's going to just go one four screen roll all night long with Kemba and Tatum. And okay, and, and I, how and are I'm they going to react to that? And I'm at okay with the, that. At the end of the day, the Brooklyn Nets are going to win this series. I want to say in six games, but I only see the Celtics getting one. The series is over in five. Yeah, I, I, I don't see the Celtics. I, and, and the reason is, is, is I just think it's a bad matchup for them on the defensive end. Terrible. Because, they're, because their and best they're, defensive they're, player is Marcus Smart. And their second and Marcus best defensive Smart, player is out for the year. Yeah, Marcus Smart. Is he playing in the series? Is he? Is he? Marcus is playing, but Jalen's done. So Yeah, Marcus yeah. Smart. You know, look, if he guards Kyrie, James Harden goes nuts. If he guards, if he guards James Harden, 
goes yeah. nuts. He goes nuts. If they okay, and then he's got to guard Kevin Durant. I just think it's just a bad matchup for them, no matter how you slice it, how you move it around. It's Offensively, terrible. I don't, you know, a one-four screen roll doesn't bother me. You know, in this series, right? If they, if they do that, I can just go KD and James Harden, or I can just go, you know, KD and 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 Blake or well, whatever it is, Ke- or KD yeah, or Ke- Jeff no, Green. Ke- Kemba Kemba has started to cook. Yeah, yeah, so, that's fine. He, 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 he look, and he and listen. In order for them to even make this competitive, they've literally got to do what they did against Washington the other night. They have to combine for at least seventy points a game, and I'm okay with that. But no. again, they can combine for eighty points. Let's say they get still, 40, still 40. yeah, it still may not matter. Brooklyn the, the, will score one hundred thirty. Those guys points. have enough firepower over there. This is what I'm saying. Like they. Yep. So, you're you're uh, just but, but, really, you're just really slowly just taking all. No, the well, I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I, I, I just, it's all going. I just away. don't want to discredit my guy. Yeah, and say that he was afraid of a matchup. That was the key because here is the matchup: <laughs> Kevin Durant is not going to allow another offensive player for them to have fifty, and he's only going to have twenty. I can't wait to see the match. You could put you could take that to the bank. Now, yep. Kevin Durant, if Jason Tatum has 50, Kevin Durant ha- is a real prideful man on the offensive end. <laughs> okay. If we if we can get a, a 50-50 duel with them. Yeah, yeah. No, no, this is what I'm saying. So by my calculation, that's a zero sum if both of them get 50. But we can't yep. say you don't want him chasing this guy around. Kevin Durant is not going to let somebody outscore him, James Harden included. When James Harden was in when in, in 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 Houston, Kevin Durant matched him basket for basket. So I just want to say that. Let's move on. One more thing. Aaron Neesmith has been a great find for the Celtics. So I'm interested to see what he does in this series because he can guard and he competes. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what he does with his opportunities with Jalen Brown out. And we'll look till next year after a five-game series. All right, last but definitely not least, if you're still listening to this or you're listening to one of our cutdowns, we appreciate it. The Milwaukee Bucks and the Miami Heat rematch from last year's Eastern Conference semifinal. Um, the Bucks, of course, lost. Bucks lost the year before in the conference finals to Toronto. The Miami Heat went on to the NBA Finals last year. The Miami Heat really turned it on the second half of this season, and the Bucks have been quietly and impressively uh, improving as a team, but doing it under the radar. BJ, keys to the series: Milwaukee and Miami. The key to the series is home court. Fear the deer. <laughs> I'm going with the Bucks. Yep. I'm going with home court advantages back. Now, I know what they did last year in the bubble, and that was impressive. What Miami did last year was impressive, especially against the Milwaukee Bucks. They built a wall. 
Those two guys, Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero, shot the ball extremely well from the perimeter. Jimmy Butler was, I mean, Jimmy Butler was fantastic in the playoffs last year. Bam out of Bayou. Terrific, you know, interior defender. And everything just fell for them last year. Everything. Now, this year, it's home court. If those guys, Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, can shoot the ball on the road like they did last year, now they got my attention. If they can go there and do this and build this wall and play in Milwaukee in front of those fans there, then they have my attention. Now, hopefully everyone is healthy because last year Giannis, he was injured. As we, you know, as we all know, and it's not taking away anything from Miami. Miami won. They they played hard. They played great, and you know, and they have a significant upgrade. I feel at the point guard position now with with Drew Holiday. So, I'm going to go with Milwaukee. I think it will be heavily contested. I think it would be. I think it will be great, but I think Drew Holiday can provide some resistance to Jimmy Butler a little bit. I think they match up better with them. I think they're more prepared for, you know, this series. And I think they know how hard they have to play to win. So provided everyone is healthy, provided nothing happens that we can't foresee, you know, injuries, so forth and so on, I think this series will play itself out in six where Milwaukee will take this. So I'm going with Milwaukee in six. I am also going with Milwaukee in six. And no need to look at the series ahead, but I have a very good feeling about the Bucks in these playoffs. Uh, I think Miami will be a great test for them, and they will improve from this experience. Uh, Holiday, Middleton, Giannis is quietly a really nice core three with, of course, the role players around them. Um, And as good as Bam is, a lot of what he can do and advantages he has in different situations, Giannis can match that. And Milwaukee's got some good size. And the addition of P.J. Tucker, the way Bobby Portis has played. Um, it's time for the Bucks. I mean, similar to the Clippers, right? It's time for the Bucks. Well, and the, this, the Bucks have two players that can the Bucks have two players that can that can just grind it out. Drew Holiday and PJ Tucker. Yep. Both of those players don't have to shoot the ball exceptionally well to play well and have an effect mm-hmm. on the game. Mm-hmm. And the more mm-hmm. players you have like that the more it increases your chances to winning. The only thing I'm concerned about the Bucks is the following. They don't have a guard who play, who can play downhill. Yeah, you know, I'm torn on that with Holiday. We see it in sports. Well, uh, Holiday and, is Holiday yeah. Holiday is such a all-around player that I don't expect Holiday to come out and play downhill and just be an all Right, he's not he's not right, he's not a ball dominant guard. You know, he's who not a one, ball dominant guard. It, you know I who, thought you know, that one thing that they could have done, if there's one thing that concerns me, is the following. You need a guard. It's two things you have to have in today's game to win the playoffs, win in the playoffs. You have to have a guard who can play downhill. Why? Because you have to 
play with the pace of the game. Because the game is now, when another team makes threes, that means you need two possessions now to score four points. Yep. Or you can score, you know, if you shoot three, you can shoot, you know, you, you get six points. They need a, you need a player who can play downhill. You need a shot blocker. Okay. I think they can defend screen roll. I think now they can get in the trenches and play a little dirty. I think they have a guard who's very versatile, who can offset the Kyrie Irvins and the Jimmy Butlers and all of those guards. I think he can do that. I think he could. Do I think he will stop them? No, I don't think he'll stop anybody. Those guys are great players. But do I think they can contain them and he can match up? Absolutely. But why he's doing all of that, like we just talked about in the last series, I don't think that's going to allow him that the ability to be pushing the ball and breaking you down on the offensive end consistently as well. Yeah, no, great okay. point. So I thought if they could have picked up a guard who could play 15 to 18 minutes and push the tempo a la Rondo, like what yep. he did, yep, or yep, someone yep. like that, yeah. Would who's really their, who's their get, who's their pace changer off the bench? Pay, there, that, 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 there you go. That that's the only thing now, I thought. Now, do I think if if Drew Holiday plays well, everything else falls in order for them. Now Middleton becomes the third scorer. Yep. Giannis is going to do Giannis no matter what. But if Drew Holiday doesn't play well, who else can dictate the tempo of the game? So that Giannis just doesn't come up well, and have to play one versus five. That's I, my only thing. You know what I, I mean? I, I've got one guy who I'm not saying he's ready to. It's interesting. His skill set and athleticism. He's got some things that Tyler Hero does, but they're different. And I just I really like DiVincenzo, and I think he could give them a spark. And he's really athletic. He handles it well. He attacks. He can shoot the three. He defends. Um, he's not the playmaker hero is, but I think he's a guy that can make a difference in this series and and bring some of that to the table. Well, so, they, they need some. They they need. They added Jeff Teague, game, but yeah. Jeff Teague is not that yeah, guy. Yeah, in today's game, you need a minimum of three ball handlers, right? You yep. need three ball handlers, right? You need. So does Giannis count as a ball handler? Giannis counts. Giannis counts as a ball handler only only if he has some other place to pass the ball. Because mm-hmm. Giannis has to be a scorer. This is what this is what this is what was so key for the Lakers last year. The Lakers had Rondo, LeBron, Caruso. All yeah. these guys who could initiate the offense. You gotta have at least you gotta have at least three of them now. Okay. Yep. So you got Giannis. You got Holiday. You got Holiday. But you need another. You need what a consistent other. Who's that gonna be? Okay. Great and, call. And, okay. Great call. And Giannis, Giannis is really a half because Giannis doesn't have the same flexibility as LeBron where he can say, okay. You just handle the ball so I can go on the weak side or go in the post and just play from that area. Th- this is what I'm saying. If they had Drew Holiday, that other guard, let's say Derrick Rose. I'm just using him as an example. Sure. And then Giannis on the floor. Now 
Giannis becomes the X factor. You can put him anywhere on the floor. Now you can't build a wall around him. Yep. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. That's the only thing that concerns me with the team because right now Giannis, you know, I watched Giannis play earlier this year versus the Nets. Giannis had, I don't know, 48 points, 18 Huge games against the Nets. Yeah, okay. Am am I really expecting him to do this for, you know, six games or seven games? No. Okay, he had one game where he was Giannis. But if I'm expecting that type of effort every game just to be in the game, that's going to be tough. So Listen, that, that's the only thing I want to say. About if the, yeah, if they want to advance, they got they, they, they someone's got to step play up. Great, yeah, but he's got to play great as a part. Well, of it. I, 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 he's going to play great. It doesn't it, mean forty every night, but it. You know, it Giannis it means, is going to be great. He's a great player. They need their role players to be great. Great players have to play great, but role players have to play their role great. That's the formula for winning a championship. Who's going to step up? in that and be great somebody's got to do it somebody's got to do it so we both have the bucks in six we both have the sixers in five both have the nets in five i got the nets in a sweep bj's got the nets in the sweep i got the c's winning one game and the real exciting one here, BJ has Nixon six. I have the Hawks in six. In the West, I've got the Jazz. If it's the Warriors in seven, if it's the Grizzlies, I got the Jazz in six. BJ, official pick for you there? I got the Warriors. You've got the eight seed Warriors as a we believe upset against the. I Jets. got the Warriors. I got the Warriors in six. In six, wow! They got to win at home. They you can't win yep. Game Seven in Utah. Nope. You can't nope. win Game Seven in Utah. We both have. The I got. Clippers I got. I got the. I got the. If it's Miami, if it's not Miami, if it's Memphis, mm-hmm. I have. I got the Jazz in five. Okay, Jazz next five series versus Memphis Clippers. We both have in five. Yep. Lakers, we both have in six. Ooh, I'm saying that, but I'm going, I'm wincing as I say it. Okay. And I've got the Blazers in six. I got the Nuggets in six. And you've got Denver in six. All right. All right. We are going to have quite a text thread, my friend. Quite a text thread. No, I, take and, I got the Nuggets in seven. Wow. Nuggets and seven. Nuggets got to win at home. Home court. Home court. They can't win. Redemption from two years ago. Redemption from two years ago. Makes sense. Makes sense. NBA playoffs. We tried to speed it up, and we went back to the pre-shot clock era. But I got to tell you, this was a great basketball conversation. We hope everybody enjoys the start of the playoffs. Uh, Action-packed weekend, Saturday and Sunday, and then uh, we are in it. We are in the postseason. Special thanks to my partner, B.J. Armstrong, editor Kristen Woolley, the one and only Bruce Bernstein, Johnny L. on the road this weekend. We miss you, kid. We'll see you next week. And the entire Pure Hoops Media fam, be sure to check out the Mike Wise Show, dropping each and every Monday. 
as Mike has in-depth conversations with his intriguing and entertaining guests. Full Court will be back soon with college basketball. Keep you posted on that. Catch and Shoot 2.0, Otto Strong and Aaron Berlin each and every Wednesday. Buckets, Boards, and Blocks with King McClure and Monica McNutt on Thursdays. Check them out on television. Yes, they are that big time. And the Pure Hoops podcast with BJ Armstrong and yours truly, Eric Newman, dropping this week on Saturday for the start of the playoffs. And you'll be hearing more of us as we go through the NBA postseason. Enjoy the weekend. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay pure. Peace. The Pure Hoops podcast is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media.